you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, we're going to continue our um, look into the book of Acts, and we're going to jump all the way uh, to Acts chapter 4, verses uh, 32 to the end of the chapter. And I'm going to let Zach, um, I don't know if he's going to read it or unpack it. We didn't really talk about that side of the thing, but I'll let Zach start. Oh, I'll read it because, you know, it's helpful for people who are driving Uh, or whatever. So Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37 is the end of the chapter. Uh, The community of believers was in one heart and mind. None of them would say, this is mine, about any of their possessions, but held everything in common. The apostles continued to bear witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and an abundance of grace was at work among them all. There was no needy persons among them. Those who own properties or houses would sell them, bring the proceeds from the sales, and place them in the care under the authority of the apostles. Then it was distributed to anyone who was in need. Joseph, whom was the apostles, whom the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, um, that is the one who encourages, was a Levite from Cyprus. He owned a field, sold it, robbed the money, and placed it in the care and under the authority of the apostles. So this is, uh, you know, kind of where the, the church begins to get that space and, and, and live into that um, we share as we all have need, right? Uh, and so, Matt, as you hear this quick little story about that, what, what comes to mind? It, you know, um, I had to chuckle when they when it said the community was of one heart and mind. Mm-hmm. I just um sorry for my cynical self today. It's just uh I've been in church work long enough to know that I've never been in a community that's been in one heart and mind. So I have no clue what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like I, man, this is one of those verses, like this is one of those stories um that if you um told in church and asked people, is this something you could live into? It'd be intriguing to see what the conversation would hold. Right. Well, and and I think you shared it. Maybe maybe you didn't. Uh, there there's been a meme going around on the interwebs here as of late. Of this is the thing that Christians have the hard time with, right? Of sell all your stuff, you know, live in this this style of community, and share as all have need, right? Uh, we have we have a hard time with that. Uh, you know, the rich guy asked Jesus the same question, what do I got to have, right? And, and it just keeps pointing back to this. Um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting deal, right? Well, and I think that that's where we have to be, um, cautious of like, I mean, let's be real and let's be honest. There have been churches that have used and abused the money and power that they've been given. Like, Mm -hmm. let's, we got to put that on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can understand the hesitancy of giving to the church, especially the institutional church. I mean, 
you know, as United Methodists, we have these things called apportionments, and, and there are some that even though um, I don't necessarily fully agree with what the work that they do or, um, you know, how the money's being used, I'm still going to give to them because I fully trust and faith that they're going to do the right thing um, and do the good thing and do all the good they can. I mean, I, I really do believe in that. Um, sometimes it's harder for me for some than others, um, but I think that that's where even when you look at this story and you see that there's um, this willingness to live together in community, I think that that's the heart of the core of this is what are we willing to do to be in community together? Now, in this particular time and, and age, they were willing to give up everything that they owned to live in community. That doesn't mean that they sold everything. If you notice there, they didn't sell necessarily. I guarantee you they kept some possessions because we are people that like to keep some things and some material things with us. So I guarantee you that when they lived in the, the community, they still had some of their identity. They didn't give up their whole identity. They just gave up that stuff that was keeping them from living together in community. And if you ask me, that, that's, that's really what the church is supposed to be. We are supposed to be a community of faith. Right. So, so and you, you touched on a little bit of here are the, here's the harmful way in which this has been used. And, and you're absolutely right. There have been pastors and churches and people all across um, time <laughs> that have said, to be a good Christian, you have to do this. And this is sell all the things you have and give it to the church, right? And put it under our care. And if you don't do that, you're not good enough. But that's, that is how this has been misused and continues to be misused. We hear that all the time. Um, but what I love about this, you're, you're exactly right. This is what it looks like to live in community um, together. Um, and I love, I love the common English translation. None of them would say, this is mine. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the ownership of the things. And we're, we're doing a, a financial study here at the church and beginning to reshape our theology around the fullness of creation, right? Uh, and how that that shapes our understanding and theology of money, that God created everything, period. Uh, us, plants, animals, the world we live in, and financial resources. And we begin to shape around that, that God's created these things that we now have. Are we looking at it as an ownership thing? We own this, or we're good stewards of this, and we're willing to uh, shape how we interact with our community around that, uh, how we, we shape our understanding of money around that, that God's created this and we're just stewards of it. How can we use it in the best way possible? And I think it points back to the story of they understood that they were in community together, all that they had, they were just stewards of that rather than owners of it. And pointing to that, this is you know, none of them, none of them took that hard. I'm going to hold on to everything I have because it's mine. I earned it. No, no, no. Here, we're going to be in community with one another. And, you know, Barnabas, the little story at the end is such a kind of weird addition, but it, it it's just a really quick example of, hey, you have this field. He sold it because he, you know, he, he didn't need it. And, and he gave it to the community so that they would uh, continue on in that unity, continue on living in this way. Well, I always see that as a, um, I always see that as like, all right, so here's the example of that. Like, so mm. we told you about this. So now here's an example of that. And right. I mean, it's good preaching at its best. 
Right. <laughs> it's not good enough just to say, hey, do the thing. Here's how you do the thing. Here's, here's how you do the thing. Uh, right. be, now, now go be like, go be like Joseph. I mean, yes. yeah. um, the other thing I like about this in this story, and I think that this is one of the things that um, I've been saying a lot to churches as I talk with churches or even keeping myself in mind and, and mm -hmm. keeping what I'm doing in mind is that if you're doing good work, the money's going to be there. Right. And right. so like, if you notice in the story today, they were still doing the work that they were called to do. Right. It just didn't stop. They didn't just come together in community and sit together on Sunday and look at each other and sing hymns and, and, and that's it. Right. Like, right. They continued to go out into the community. I, I, <laughs> I love that point because, you know, when, when, when Joseph or Barnabas, whichever you call him here, goes and sells his field, the apostles don't then put it in an account and then yeah, and let it sit there and never touch it, right? They continue to share. They it's, continue to give it to whom. It's not in restricted right? funds for obscure right. uh, things that will never be right. used that aged out 20 years ago. And that ministry mm -hmm. is no longer going to happen ever again. Right. Um, not that we've ever had to deal with that, <laughs> not ever. Um, and I think that that's where, like, if I were to, if I were to wrap this up today for us, um, I think when we think about the use of money in the church, not only in the church, but in our own personal you know, lives, how are we using it to continue the gospel? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's a good question to meditate on. That's a good question to wrestle with. Um, and, and, and I, and I want everybody to know, like, I'm not a 10 percenter. I'm an all in kind of guy. Mm -hmm. I really do believe Jesus calls us to go all in. Um, I think the percentage that, that <laughs> I have a hard time with it, just, just 10%. I think what the reason why is because that has been construed to um, deteriorate the community because when someone does give, there are people that do just give 10% and they could give so much more well, um, and not even just of their finances, but of their time, talent, and everything else. Right. And, and it goes back to that. Here's how we've used money and tithing and our finances for harm of, if you don't give 10%, you've not given enough. Mm -hmm. You know, if you give 10% plus you've saved the church, right. Yeah. Uh, and you have power at that point. Jesus talks a whole lot about that of, no, here's the thing. This is part of who we are. This is part of what we give. And Certainly, as United Methodist, we're we're all in with our prayers, presence, gifts, time, uh, and witness. Right, that it's this fullness of of who Christ has called us to be and called us to give. Wesley talks a whole bunch about, yeah, earn all you can, but give all you can in all the ways that you can. Right, um, in in I think that's where this uh, part of Acts comes back to of you know unity and mind being of one heart and minds. So much less about uh, the opinions and thoughts and, and <laughs> beliefs that they had, but they were united in this common goal to live in community, to be there and to take care of those who are in need. And nothing else mattered at that point. It centered, it started there and they poured themselves into that. Yeah. I think that's a good, uh, uh, a good reflection on that as we, as we bring this to a close today. And so I want to encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com where you can find all of our past posts and pick up some uh, bearded theologian gear. And speaking uh, of giving, <laughs> buy a shirt. <laughs> buy a shirt. Um, you know, the one that we sell about, we sell one thing a quarter right now. Um, 
uh, and that goes towards really not much of anything than just maybe buying a shirt for someone later on. Um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, like us, share us, uh, ask us questions. Um, you can do all that through um, social media uh, um, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also find us uh, on the web at beardedtheologians.com. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.